Welcome to this episode of Clarity Generates Confidence. As you've been listening, we're in season five of the podcast, and it's about shifting from defense to offense. And I'm so delighted to have a person who has a ton of energy. She has a wonderful smile, and I can see it. You can't. So I'm, I'm blessed to do that. I've gotten to know her a few times over the years. So Jennifer Tratina Nelson is a senior investment advisor at TD Private Wealth Investment. But she actually has her own group, Tratina Nelson Wealth Management, located in the eastern part, beautiful part of the province of Ontario near Belleville, Picton area. So Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. I am thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, you know, we haven't known each other that much, but you've always show up with a ton of energy. I always wear great hats, too, by the way. You know that? <laughs> I know. Known for my hats. <laughs> and that reminded me because I have a podcast I'm doing coming up with a gentleman who has been in my workshops and he gave me a hat one time and he says, Gary's got to wear his hat on the podcast. So I got, so I, I recognize that. So, but anyway, maybe give a bit of background. How long have you been involved in the wealth management and what got you into this field in, in the first place? So it's been over 20. Oh, wow. It's been, it's been almost 25 years. Wow. Wow. How did that happen? I read the wealthy barber by David Chilton when I was 18 years old and decided I was either going to be a public speaker or a financial advisor and went down. I mean, it was definitely not a straight line like life is, but been licensed in the investment industry, IROC license. So that's, uh, you know, securities, et cetera, since 1999, but but started in the 90s. And and here I am. And at the end of the day, it's it's my passion for working with people and clients. That's what I'm energized about. I'm thrilled. So What's kept you in this field? I know you started to say a little bit, but so what's kept you? Because, you know, we were kind of joking beforehand and I said, yeah, you know, investments can be boring. He says, yeah. So what's kept you in that field? Because some people just treat it transactionally and I don't get the sense from you that that's what you do. No. And for a lot of years, I mean, way back when I started, it was far more of a transactional model and, and I, I never felt like I fit in and this box of it didn't fit really well. I will say probably strategic coach saved my career because I was at this point where I was like, it was getting very compliancy. It was getting even more in the box. I didn't feel there was creativity. I didn't feel like I could be all the things that I wanted to be. And so I actually had shifted firms and that was a huge help because they were excited to support me and what I wanted to bring to clients. So they backfilled on my vision. And then I came to coach and I found that I had a whole bunch of like-minded people and I wasn't crazy. <laughs> well, I still can be crazy, but, <laughs> but, that, but what I was feeling and what I wanted to create was something that was certainly achievable and I could drill down on what it was that I wanted to be able to do for clients. And I think, and I never want to stop growing and I never want to stop learning and never want to stop being able to come up with ways to help clients that isn't traditional. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's what gets me going every morning. Yeah. Well, it's not. I mean, and you're not the only one that considers them crazy. I put myself in that same box too, which you wouldn't surprise you at all. And it is the people that keeps us going. Even for me, I mean, I'm involved in a business that's relatively boring too. People don't get excited about, you know, the rubber and plastics or silicones or something like that, but it's always been the people. So what is it that your clients like about you? I would think, and I would hope that they would get a sense that I genuinely care because I genuinely call my clients, my family, right? So they are, what keeps me up at night is what I think might be worrying them. 
So where I might not be worried, me, the Jennifer, the investment advisor who can look at something from 30,000 feet, I think to myself, what are they hearing? And you got to think of how much it's changed in 20 years. What are they hearing that they were never hearing before and that they and what would be stressing them out and how can I help? And I call it simplifying because life is complex. Now you throw in financial services are by their nature complex. But then you add in all the stuff that they've got going on in their lives. Their dad just found out he's got Alzheimer's. My wife just found out she's got cancer. So now you add that stuff into it and they come to me and go, I feel stupid. Well, I always give the analogy. I love driving my car, but you are never going to see me working on my car. God forbid. But so I say to people, you know, you love what money does for you. But how about we help you do the mechanical parts of it so you can go live the best life that you can? Yeah, I mean, it's, and I, I completely understand that piece because I'd rather not look at money. It may seem crazy. I got businesses. My wife's the one that looks at the bank account and has it up on the screen every day and all the time. I'm glad she is. And same at work. I look at it a few times a year when I need to. I get my highlights every week of what goes on. But if I don't have to think about it, I'm actually just fine. And you think an entrepreneur would want to have their fingers in the pie. I, I haven't signed a check in friggin' years. I mean, because. And there are some that they like to do it and that's yeah. what they want to do. And that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm very happy that other people want to do that because I don't consider that to be my strength. Right. And, and I'm, I'm really appreciative when others like you can do that, who I know are looking after my interests and then giving me what, what I need to have to be able to do, live the life the way that I want to live my life. I think the financial industry is catching up. Some of it happened after 2008, 2009. Again, with COVID, it's sort of that wake up. There's been a big shift. And we always wanted to do goals-based planning, right? So tell me what it is you want this money to do for you, and we'll help you navigate it there. And I think the industry's finally caught up to that. And so for that, I'm grateful. Yeah, but, you know, I'm, and, 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 and be careful. I know you don't, how you want to answer the questions, because I don't think that as an institution can do that. Because not everybody who's going to be deciding on the policies has the same kind of care that you do. And I would think there's got to be some individual individuality that you take to be able to, to have that care. Well, keeping with all the policies and things that are important. But I just, I don't see it from the large organizations with all the layers of management. They get too far away. They get too far away to care. And it's so they look at their numbers, how many assets under management, what categories we've got, what the investments are going to be, what the returns looking like. And and that's their measurements. It's not the people that's a measurement. I don't know if you want to comment on that or just say, Gary, I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> oh, well, I wouldn't, you know what? I don't want to bite the hand that feeds me. However, no, absolutely not. But at the same time, I recognize that box and I recognize how can I leverage what they have to support what I want to be able to do for clients. They're not fighting me on like where it used to be just that there. Now, if I go, Hey, I want to send a really nice birthday card. They go, you know, there's things that I can utilize. My other little secret weapon is the gentleman currently who's running our wealth division. I've known for 15 years and he's, I I got him connected with strategic coach, which is also in my best interest. (laughs) So, well, and, and I wasn't intending to deal, no, no. With, deal with that, but I go say, what I appreciate is that you've taken it on to yourself because we always want to use the assets. We always want to use the benefits of what we've got that's available to us, but, but personalizing it in a way that you can do that with your clients. 
Absolutely. And it, and it's interesting as I was sort of reflecting on offensive versus defensive, and there are times and you can feel it energetically when stuff is going on in your life. And it's one of the reasons why I do love that quarterly coach thing, because sometimes I can get too in the weeds, which makes me reactive. And what I love about that quarterly pause, what I call the, the day of thinking about my thinking, is it allows me to take a step back, look at it again and go, okay, let's bring new energy to it so we can go back back on the offensive, which is wonderful. Yeah. Well, what would you say that the top two or three dangers are of the clients you're seeing now as they go through their life? What are they most concerned about as you see? Well, as I mentioned, when we were sort of talking before, it's all of a sudden they have this vast amount. There's so much information coming at them so rapidly that my 80-year-olds back in 2000 didn't like maybe they read the newspaper, maybe they watch the news at night. Okay. Now it's coming at them everywhere. And all of them have phones and all of them are on their computers and all of them have this. So I think that's a lot of information to get thrown at you. And again, depending on what is going on in your own life and and how you're reacting to what's going on, you see something and then you go, oh, am I going to be okay? Right. It's the fear. All of a sudden they go into fear. And I think that as much as someone says to me that they have a long-term, I, you know what, I'm in this for five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, right? Everybody says that. What they really mean is they're in it for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> because everything's honky-dory when all is well in the world and everything's going up. But the minute it, things get a little bit rocky and you have to go back and go, okay, so what's changed? What's changed since the last time we talked? What, what has changed in your life that you need to feel so reactive and I get it when it's coming at you and you're going, does this mean I can't retire? Does this mean I can't travel? Does this mean I can't do this? So I've had the great fortune of having long relations. Like right now, I don't, you know, there's lots of people that I'm being as, as trying to t- touch as many people as I can who might be worried, but I'm not getting crazy phone calls of people panicking right now because they're like, oh yeah, we've been down this road before. Oh yeah. If I didn't, you know, if I didn't react, then everything was okay. So yeah, I'm grateful for the relationships I have. And I'm grateful that people feel comfortable sharing all kinds of things with me that, that impact their lives. Yeah. Do, do your clients worry about their money and worry about not having enough money? Is that something they worry about? If I've done my job properly and they've been with me long enough, no. But often I get clients who come in who maybe spouse always looked after the money and now spouse has passed away. And this person maybe did it themselves and really loved doing it themselves. And they come in and they go, am I eating cat food? (laughs) No, you're not. Or they feel stupid because they don't understand something. And so theoretically, no, they don't. But if I'm just getting them, then I have to get them to a point of comfort. That shouldn't be what drives their lives. I really understand that from my own life because I used to do everything, you know, being the entrepreneur, I do everything and I would try to protect my wife from all that. She doesn't work with me. And so looking after the things and the best thing that I ever did was turn everything over to her and let her see it all because she'll sit there and look at it. She knows what's there. A lot more conservative than I am. It's not not abnormal. No, it's not abnormal. But the other thing is I, my, my world is a risk, right? I mean, yeah. I, I'm a business is a risk and I'm, I'm comfortable with that. It's not a risk for me. It's always a risk for them. I don't yeah. think I take, I don't think I take any risks. I just do what I feel like I want to do. And I've done it long enough now that I figure we're okay. We'll find our way through it. So it's been really helpful for her to know what's going on and knowing who she can work with. But I do understand this being being short term. You know, we're, we're always going to go through these cycles. We're always going to go through bank failures. We're going to go through other things that are happening. And we just always forget that this continues to happen on a regular basis. 
Yeah. And it's, and it's about getting people back to what drives them, right? What is it that would like, it, it, it's the, okay, if we take these worries away from you, you know, then, then you can go out and enjoy, that's why I say, you know, what have you got planned in the next year? What have you got going on? Because as you and I both know, if they don't have some sense of purpose or something to look forward to as simplistic as it sounds, that's the end of the runway. And I've seen it. And if I can help them in any way, get excited about something. I mean, the pandemic was hard, especially was there were lots of people that had wonderful things happen to them. But for my shut ins who were lonely and now they really couldn't see people. And yes, the telephone, you know, it was great talking on the telephone. But these are these have been really interesting times from uh I'll call it mental health. Although I, I heard a term, I was listening. I was listening to a, a different podcast earlier. I, I heard a term instead of mental health, brain health. Mm-hmm. I mean, this mm-hmm. has had a huge impact on how people think, feel. If you were already kind of afraid, it, it exacerbated it. So, so just giving people a sense of excitement about something. What can we put aside that then you can go and do? And it doesn't have to be big travel. It could be. It could be coming to Picton. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've thought about that too. Yeah, right. I mean, there is a joy and I have something to look forward to, whatever that something might be. Yeah, you know, that was it was so true because we were to have celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary in April of 2020. And just before, like two weeks before everything shut down, I paid for the whole thing because it was a sandals oh. thing. We we're going to go away. We paid for the whole thing. So April comes a lot, comes April say, well, we can't go. So we moved it to November of 2020 and that didn't happen. So then we moved it to November of 2021. We finally took it in November of 2022, two and a half years later. Cost an awful lot more by the time we got to that point because some things got returned, some things didn't. Yeah. But we finally did. We we're going down to Barbados and we did that. And it was great. You know, it was something that had we planned it then, two and a half years later, we might not. But the fact that it was there, it was on the calendar and it was booked, made a big difference. Yeah. And then in February, we got down to visit some friends in Florida who'd rented a place and hadn't done that. And I said, I've been on, and I was in California recently uh, for another thing. It's something I hadn't, things we hadn't done in quite a while. So, and then I, I'm looking at my calendar next year. Well, I got to be in Florida and California and Nashville, February, March, and April. I don't think my wife's listening to this podcast. So anyway, she doesn't know all that yet. <laughs> but <laughs> And those are all fun places to go. Yeah, they're all fun places to go. I hope she wants to come with me and, yeah. and we do that. But I'm going to say it really is important to have something to look forward to. And to know that you have the means to be able to do that too, I think is really is an important piece of that. Yeah, for sure. So interesting that you mentioned that because I, I have a husband who has a retail store. So speaking of my entrepreneurial world, and if I don't put him on a plane and take him away, there is no break. <laughs> So this is the year that I did a lot of that because we didn't during COVID, right? So now we're playing a bit of catch up. We're thoroughly enjoying it. And so that's been great. Good. I was going to bring up the store, but since you've already done this, this is great. So a taste of country, right? Is it is it in taste, Belleville? Is taste it of country. So it's 30th anniversary in Belleville is tomorrow. Wow. Um, awesome. Yeah. April 1st, a very special April, day for me, of course. Yes, yes. 100%. <laughs> and, and then we have a second location, which was being built during COVID. As COVID hit, we were in the middle of this renovation and we opened the second location during COVID. And so, yeah, I don't have anything to do with the day-to-day operation. That's certainly not where I want my time and energy to go, but I love helping him strategize. And obviously, I mean, our morning coffee talk is usually over that business. And then I move on to my other world. So it's it's interesting because there are a lot of similarities, obviously, between any kind of business owner. And then there's very a lot of differences too, which I appreciate. And so it's been fun to watch him create the, especially the space in the county, just because that was fun. Because I was part of that build. 
Well, you've got to see an awful lot that's changed, particularly, I think, the last 10 years in, in the county has just kind of exploded, really, I think. It is truly remarkable. Having grown up here, I mean, yeah, we always grew up going to the sandbanks. I mean, at this point, the running joke is I only go in February because it's, it's the only time that's not really busy. But it's a beautiful, we're so fortunate that this is right here. And I don't take it for granted, but I'm grateful for... Oh, the the restaurants, the hotels, the, the just the energy and the the wineries. The, like there's just there's so much to see and do here now that I mean, there's been aspects of that all along, but the growth has been exponential and it's been super exciting to be a part of and watch. Yeah. So they say it's got a second store. Is it in the second location? Is it? Yeah, the second in- location. So the primary location is in Belleville and then the secondary location is dead center of Prince Edward County. We call it, its address is Bloomfield, but it's not really, it's like literally right in the middle of the county on the way to the beach. On the way so, to the beach, good, good place to be. So everything pretty much the joke is that's in that store is is you're on your way to go camping and, and anything that you could have forgotten is in the store. <laughs> well, that's cool. One of the guys that works with us, Nathan, he lives in Milford. Oh, it's a great part of the world. Yeah, Milford. And we actually have a piece of property not too far from Milford that the family's owned for a long time that my father bought as an investment that the whoever he had the mortgage on reneged on it. So we've had this property for more than 30 years. I should get out and have a look at it. That's amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not making more land here. <laughs> no, no. And and it's it's on this little, um, what I'll call like a peninsula. And there's a road that runs from one end of the water to the other end of the water and it's sitting up in the middle there. I know because my sister gets notices that because we're all together in this little company and uh, she gets notices that we out of the grass cut or they're going to do something to us because the grass gets long. <laughs> so I should, I should get out there and have a look at it. But I keep meaning to do, but always finding the time to come and do that. So I'll have to put it on my list and come spend a couple of days out your way now that it's it's growing up because the wine's great. There's a lot of great wineries out that way too. Yeah, and great places to go eat and great places to, yeah, to go visit. Yeah, it's certainly been fun to watch it change and evolve in the last 10 years for sure. So if we come bring it back to the investment side of things, what do you see coming forward? I mean, there seems to be lots of uncertainty in the world. The US is still rising interest raising interest rates where they were back in March. You're saying that Canada's pretty well leveled it off. You, what are you seeing? What are you telling your clients right now to be thinking about? There will always be the certainty of uncertainty, right? So there will always be that is always going to play a factor into it. And you know, you listen to the the experts, which you know, you certainly want to hear what everybody has to say, and everybody's got a slightly different take on it. And then I pull what I need to out of it and talk to clients about, okay, how is this going to impact their goals going forward? Everybody's different, you know, and so you want to make sure that you've already had, I mean, part of that whole ongoing conversation is always every year, what are your short-term needs? Because in the next 12 months, we really can't say exactly what's going up, what's going down. We can predict, we can assume. I've never met an economist who's gotten it right. So hopefully they're not listening to this podcast, (laughs) but I always take it with a grain of salt. And then I think what I find, as I said, more concerning is markets are reacting to headlines, which is irrational, but then clients are reacting to headlines, which again is irrational. But I mean, some of these headlines that I see come out, I mean, what gets the bigger response? What do people remember? It's the fear, right? And so they feed on fear. I always call BNN the bad news network because that's- <laughs> And we call CNN the crisis news network. So yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and even the weather network at this moment is like, like, I'm sure I've got 10 alerts that there's three snowflakes falling outside my house, right? <laughs> so that is, I think, you know, you want to make sure it's more that clients are aware 
of what's going on and to try and filter through. I mean, I remember, I mean, I'm going to talk back in the crisis of 2008, 2009, you're going through your list of people who are going to be worried and start with people who have a a lot in equities. I had an 80 year old woman bawling her eyes out. She's got GICs. They're hundred percent guaranteed, but she had interpreted what she had heard that all the banks were failing and all her money was gone. And she wasn't top of my list because I'm like, you're not going to be worried. And so that's the piece where it's tough, right? When they're hearing things, they're extrapolating things and calling me going, oh, I hear this is collapsing. Okay, well, where did you hear? So then I got to go find out where they're hearing some of these things. Those are interesting times. But then there's a whole lot of people who just get busy with their lives and they're like, what? What? My statement went down last month. (laughs) Right? And it's a surprise. And that should be how it is. They need to go live their lives and leave the worrying to us. And I mean, like I said, what keeps me up at night, markets will always go up and down. I can guarantee that. That's, you know, like I said, the certainty of uncertainty. But what keeps me up at night is is what is keeping my clients up, right? What is keeping sweet little Jill awake or what's keeping Bob awake? You know, what what would be worrying them and how can we help make sure that that's not keeping them up? Yeah, you know, my strategy for that is really simple. When things were bad, we go away to the cottage north of Toronto. And in summer, I just didn't open the statements for three months. When Karen came back from being up north, we'd open them up. But until then, I, I, did you look at them? No, I didn't bring them north. They just stayed right there because it isn't going to matter. I'm not doing anything with it. So flip side, how do you keep yourself grounded in all of this? Because I have this expression on my board here, EDI, emotion destroys intellect. And so I do that for my own reminder, you know, so we do that. But how do you keep yourself grounded with all this stuff going on and what people are seeing? What do you have to do? I mean, I remind myself, having been in the business as long as I have, I've certainly seen the ups and downs. So experience does help provide reflection on it. But what is absolutely crucial every day is I exercise. And mm-hmm. so, so back in 2008, 2009, when because you couldn't control anything, and that was obviously the really one of the worst financial crisis that I'd had in my career. And I took that to the nth degree, started to do triathlons, and then signed up for an Ironman. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was extreme. Things I didn't know about you. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was extreme. So glad I did it. And so did the Iron Man in 2010. At this point, I don't feel the need to go quite that extreme, <laughs> knowing what I know. But the point being is I know I know I think better and calm down better if I move every day and and I change it every day. But but I still bike and I still run and in the winter it's inside and in the summer it's outside and I love yoga and I love I just I know I have to do something every day and I know as much as I can I get out in the woods I mean I'm fortunate enough that I can be out for a walk in nature and that is I just it just calms me right down. Yeah, well, that's awesome. And and a, a very good friend of mine who's also part of a strategic coach, Jeff McGinnis, has been on this Canadian national ski team, the Nico Challenge and very high level adventure stuff. And he says, you know, I'm, I move every 12 minutes every day. And you go, oh, is that, I mean, he, I mean, he's created a world-class adventure, does all this stuff. And that's what he does. And make sure he does something like that every day. And Christy, who 90 Thrive Wellness in this this podcast earlier after that one did, did a great session on escaping burnout. And one of the things is movement. And even if it's 10 minutes or 20 minutes a day, just to do that. And uh, I'm very fortunate for her. She has this, what they call jumpstart from 845 to 855 every morning. And we nice. go on and I slide my chair aside, give myself some space and do my little spark. Uh, this morning, I didn't feel like it, but I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. and Those are the tough, toughest days to do it, but you got to do it anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I said, did I get to the office in time to do it? Because I was a little slow getting here today. So I was kind of taking it easy. This is being recorded on a Friday. So if anybody's wondering whether it wasn't midweek, it was a Friday. I'm kind of 
settling down. But, you know, it, it was good. And I'm glad I did. And there's always something else that comes out of that. So, and th- I think that's good, not only for you, but also for your clients. You know, take a break, go do something, have a little exercise, get some fresh air and and just give yourself a change of pace from what's, uh, from everything that's going on from that side of it. A hundred percent. There are some of my clients who I know like to be active. And so usually when we're doing our meetings, it's like, let's go walk, let's go walk along a trail. I've got one who's got an elliptical bike. Okay. We're going to go ride an elliptical bike. Right. So it's twofold and it just gets them out of, you know, the worry. Cool. So Jennifer, what's next for you? I mean, you've been at this more than 20 plus years. What do you see for you going forward here? You know, ironically, and, and and maybe I'll give, I'll give coach some credit and I'll give the whole way the world works credit. I actually just feel like I'm just getting started. So that's pretty exciting for me. We have a new junior partner that is 28 and he's bringing great new energy to our group. I'm as optimistic as I can be about how we can help clients. Cause I'm not going to sit home stressing about the markets that I can't control. I did that whole, what can you control? What can't you control? And So right now, the next, I think the next quarter, my focus is going to be, you know, what's possible now. And so I'm not going to sit in conclusion. And luckily enough, I've got a couple of things coming up where I get have the opportunity to think about my thinking and I'm going to see what's possible now. And that's pretty exciting. It is. And, you know, the, I think the world's still full of a lot of potential and, and possibilities. As I say, I was reading out a bio that I created for Jennifer on ChatGPT this morning before we got on. And it wasn't right because I, I did TD Bank instead of TD Wealth Management. I have to go back because it, it actually makes things up, actually. You know, it's really it's really kind of cute. It makes things up. It did that for me, too. It said I had a mechanical engineering degree from the University of Waterloo, and I actually have a chemical engineering degree and an MBA from Western. You know, so it when somebody did that for me a couple of months ago, so it's not perfect. So even all these AIs and chat GPTs and all those things that are coming out, there's still going to be lots for us to do and and keep excited and keep motivated. And I know I have a few years on you, but I just feel like like you, I I'm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm getting started in something new. And again, and I just love, I just love that uh, attitude from you. So that's awesome. And it must be, it must be helpful for your clients to know too. You've got that kind of energy of what's coming next and not tired of what you're doing. No, exactly. And they would feel it when I talk to them. I mean, I, I, I say to them, you know, I, I don't plan on going anywhere, but I also have to be, I want the energy of the younger person to there too, because it's just a different perspective. I think it's wonderful. Well, and uh, I've got people in my office who'd like this, and there's only, I guess, 12 of us, who's more than 40 years younger than me. So maybe 42, 43, maybe more years younger than me. And it's cool. It's it's really cool. Actually, the newest one, actually, just, she's, she'll keep me around. It's okay. I can still save her well, so that's all right. <laughs> that's I think she's feeling comfortable at the office now. <laughs> you can stay. You're allowed to stay. <laughs> uh, it's wonderful. So, Jennifer, just as we're thinking ahead here and coming to the end of our time has been wonderful to spend this time with you. What else would you like to say to this audience and your audience that might be listening to this? What's the one thing you would like to leave us with at this point? Listen, I'm realistic that there are things in the world that are concerning and and people are aware of, but I don't, I don't want to live in that. And, and so, while I feel optimistic. I'm not taking away from things that would be concerning to people, but I think that there like every crisis that comes into a world, there's always an opportunity that comes from it. And so what is that opportunity? And to not be in conclusion of what that opportunity is, is I think our, our greatest gift. Because I I can't tell you what's on the other side of this, whatever is happening right now. But I, 
like anything, it's never the end. It's whatever that evolution is to the next thing. And and I think that's the piece that lots of people get, you know, oh, you, you know, you can listen to all kinds of bad news and, and come to conclusion and live a conclusion. It's just not where I want to live. And so I hope that's what I'm able to share with clients and listen to their concerns, obviously. I mean, that doesn't make them less real to them, but that there is still optimism, as you mentioned. So, well, the world's not static, as you talked about. You read, the world's not static. And I think the great part of being able to stay on top of that is what is coming, what's changing. We can go back and go 15 years ago, what were Microsoft and what were Apple and what were some of the other, you know, Facebook or let's whatever, go down the list of all those big companies, you know, TikTok and Twitter yeah. and all those other things, you know, even Tesla, you know, so come back and say, where have they come? So I think there's always going to be something, not only technology, but just the, just the overall ingenuity of mankind and it's going to create changes and some things that were stable are not going to stay there. Kodak and like other companies have gone by the wayside too. So we look for, we look for you and, and to stay current and stay up to date so that we, we can do what we do and, and stay out of trouble as we go along the path. So. That's exactly right. And that's exactly right. I think that's the takeaway. Well, all the best. I need to share a little bit about your son and hope his recovery goes well from his jaw surgery. I'm very grateful that you included me in this. So thank you. Well, it's been fun. You know, I I think you've got a great attitude and a great story for everybody to listen to. And I also like the fact that you take still a unique approach. You take a human approach to investments. That's what you do is day to day, but it's about the people and, and how what they have serves them and how their mindset serves them. And I think that's really important. And hopefully that came through in the conversation today. And so I know I wish you all the best and uh, to our audience out there until next time, please stay safe and stay healthy.